You are listening to the Feedback Podcast with my homie Back. All right, welcome to the Feedback Podcast, everybody. My name is Back. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you haven't checked out the past, the last episode, I got to talk to Marty Clark and Colton Dowling about the Creek in the Cave, and we dive into some mushroom stories, some good stuff. So uh, I'm on the roll. I've been talking to a lot of comedians. So go to the archive, go back and check it out. And uh, let's see what else. Any other PSA? No? Oh, actually one. Uh, do me a favor. Go to iTunes, share, uh, write a review, uh, rating, whatever can help. You know, I've, I've been trying to focus, not trying, I am focusing on comedy. So I've been talking to a lot of comics. And in that vein, let me introduce you to today's guest. I got Dean Stanfield in the virtual building. How you doing, man? Pretty good, brother, man. How about yourself? I am good. I am good. Very funny. Very funny comedian ah. here in Austin, Texas. Let, okay, let's get it out of the way because right before we recorded, you want to you want to hear? So this, I'm pretty sure everybody will, will figure this out through the interview. But I'm not like super technologically advanced. Like I, I'm not really sure how things are going. So <laughs> so so here's here's the background. We started the episode. I was in my bedroom. I just got back from uh, you know like working out, and so. I didn't have any pants on, right? I and mean, I was completely naked, uh, but I had my shirt on and I was like, ah, you know what? Hawk doesn't know. It's a, it's a, it's a waste up interview. He won't know anything. And I saw my, uh, my nicotine pin behind me and I was like, and I had already started the clip for the video. It started the video. Yeah, I didn't know. I, and I turned around and I don't know how much box saw, but I'm pretty sure I, you got I saw, I saw your naked ass. Under this green shirt you're wearing, so, and I will. And you know what? Like I like I said, I, I will never on. see I got that. Pants on now. Good, thank you, thank you for putting pants on for a podcast. I forgot to tell you, yeah, we do video too. So go to yeah, YouTube. No, this will be up on YouTube. Yeah, I don't know if that was recorded. If it's going in, I'm okay with it. It's, 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 it's not, but right it, it's recorded in my head. That's, that's <laughs> that'll live between me and you, buddy. Yeah, this me this would be a running joke. Like, hey, Dean's ass, how you doing? <laughs> Every time you turn your back on me, hey, I saw your ass once. I've seen that thing before. Uh-huh. <laughs> Looks okay. familiar, huh? <laughs> but anyway, good, I want. I, I was going through uh, your Facebook pictures, and okay. I see you. I mean, you are what I would consider not in a bad way, like like a good old good old boy. Is that a thing? Like, yeah, like no, all American, good old boy. Like you know, like I'll the fish, you. like the hunt. You know, wear a cowboy hat, like a pure, like Texan. When I think Texas, this is, that's you. Like before, I appreciate that, man. B- before I came, before I came to Austin, I lived in France and my dad said, we're moving to Austin, Texas. And my only reference was Walker, Texas Ranger, because we had it in France. Oh, this, that's exactly who I pictured was a guy like you. I mean, <laughs> oh, man. That is great, bro. Hey, actually, to, to speak on that, it's a little uh, plug for myself, but uh, if you have you seen the new Walker, Texas Ranger? It's been pop- like the ad's been popping up on my Instagram. Yes. That's so CW Ranger. Episode, is that what it is? Yep. CW. Yep. Yeah. yeah. The new Walker Text Ranger reboot. And I am in episode six. Are you kidding me? No, no, no. I just, it just released on uh, this uh, yesterday. The episode just came out yesterday. So you can watch it on CW. I am minute four and I'm for like 20 seconds. I'm only in it for 20 seconds. But what do you do? Do you have a line? I'm a prisoner. I'm a prisoner. Oh, and so I'm. It's, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm. I'm a background actor, but I'm there on the table next to him talking to my lawyer, and uh, I'm just there, and you can see me talking, and I'm doing this and that. Like it's, it's background acting, but I made it onto Walker Texas Ranger. So, wow, no one my plugs. Yeah, it's pretty big, man. Yeah, but uh, I'll send you a picture of it. I'll send you. I got please, I got a couple, like clipped out so you can put it on the put it oh, on the deal. Hell it's yeah, hell I'm, yeah. I'm full mustache. I got the whole thing. It was great, man. It was a great day of shooting. 
That's dope, man. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, th- literally, when I when I my dad said Texas, I said, I'm gonna meet somebody named Dean at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's gonna be in there. Like, Somebody's gonna have a mullet go walking around, and I'm like, yeah, there he is. After 23 years, I've met the guy. This is I've met the guy finally. Yeah, but I mean, mm-hmm. so I was going through the pictures, and I'm like, you're you were all like clean cut and everything. And then it seemed like you were, I mean, having a good time, like a good old boy, you know, hunting, fishing, doing all that yeah. fun stuff. Alaska, uh, did you go through the Alaska posts? I don't know. I just, I just scroll down and then I, okay, I was okay. just, I was just uh, fascinated by the change in, uh, in, in facial hair over the years. Oh yeah. <laughs> to, to, go, to, yeah. to get to, all, to get all the way to what you look like today. <laughs> And did you just recently, just this week, I shaved off the mustache. Yes, so yes. I've been rocking that one for a while. I've done the big beard. I've had a big old beard out here. Um, I've done mutton chops. Uh, I've had a. Uh, I've had the full mustache. I've had a you know smaller mustache. Uh, and I haven't gone clean shaven in a long while, so I think I'm going to rock this for a little bit. Yeah. So it, it was weird um, to see to see those pictures and then see how you are today. And I'm like, and then, and it's some somewhere in there you dove into comedy. Yep. And I'm like, and I want to know how that happened because you seem to have been a good time. Oh man, you know, awesome. hunting all that stuff, and you're like, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna get on stage and talk some shit. And then talk some shit, man. I think that's what where it started. It? So, uh, man, I I, uh, I joke around. I said I view it as a curse, but um, so I built power lines for uh, nine years, right? So for nine years, I built a. You've seen, you know what power lines are, right? Yeah, we won't talk about like the apocalypse because you could have fixed that probably. Oh, no, see, I wasn't working. If I was working, that shit would have been fixed in two days, Jack. Really? No, no, no. man. But no, so I built power lines for nine years and uh, I'd gone on stage a few times. Uh, I've always been like the, you know, personable, funny guy telling yeah. jokes and stuff. Um, but it was never like really a, um, a possibility in my head. You know, I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know you know, what you did. I thought you had to like go to LA or New York. Right. And so, uh, two, two years ago, I started going to, um, uh, open mics and I would say a year and a half ago started going like, well, that's when I considered my, I started, you know, like, you know, a lot of people, a lot of comics are like, well, I've been doing it for five years. Like you went one to one mic a week for, yeah. you know, four years. And then you've been going, you know, five nights a week for one year. So technically you've only been doing it maybe two years, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I think you should consider your start as when you started being dedicated to it, you know? Yep. And exactly. so um, I started doing it and, and uh, I um, just by luck of chance, man, I, I fell in love with it. And um, I, I would say about a year ago, I decided, you know, uh, well, actually it was March, March of last year. Um, I was in a, uh, I was in a vehicle accident and um, I was in a rollover wreck and I broke uh, three vertebrae in my back. And, um, I decided I was like, man, it just kind of lines up. Everything kind of lined up well, where I was like, I have enough money in the bank. Um, you know, I've got enough savings to kind of try to make a run at this comedy thing. And, um, uh, I started doing it, started getting booked on more shows and more shows and more shows. I did a USO, um, a a little USO tour kind of deal. A year in you, you got to go to do the USO tour. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we USO tour. We did, uh, we did four shows. We did four shows. Where we went to and, Fort um, or something, or uh, no? Yes, yeah, so we went to Swift. We went to Fort Polk, uh, and then we went to uh, um, uh, another one in Houston, and uh, and in total, it was four shows. Wow! So, within a year, yeah. Within your first year, 
Yeah. My first year. Yeah. But I mean, I had a lot of, you know, public speaking. Um, and I, but I mean, say first year, like I did, I did about six months in San Antonio and then, um, and then I did probably another six months, uh, like going to, uh, um, just random open mics here and there, not really like doing it, but not really doing it, working on it, but work was getting in the way. It was hard to get out every single night. Right. And then, uh, I would say about a year and a half ago, I just, I decided to hit, you know, two mics a night four four to six nights a week, you know, started getting booked on shows. And that's what really became fortunate for me is I started hosting Andre Ricks. Do you know Andre? No, I know who he is, but I never. Okay, met. cool. Andre uh, helped me out a lot in the, in the beginning and, uh, kind of gave me some advice and, um, kind of doubt, not vouched for me, but kind of, I, I don't know. Um, uh, kind of hooked me up, but he gave me some really good advice and said, uh, learn how to host and you'll be able to get so much more stage time. And so I started hosting and I was probably on three shows a week for a mm-hmm. while, you know? And, and so, um, uh, that just, and I always got to do five to 10 minutes up top right. and that got my stage time just way up. And I mean, since I stepped on stage, I've always had like a, you know, a, a no, charisma about it. I appreciate it, man. That, that, that's how I met you. Cause I, I, I met you officially at the Roma room last year. Oh, that's right. That's the first time oh, I saw the, you. That's that's what I, I met you. you were, I met Pat, yeah. I met Rob, I met Anthony. Dude, wasn't and, that a fun room, man? At yeah, that was, it. Oh, yeah. that was the blast, man. It was a blast, dude. Yep. That was dope. That, 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 that was that's dope, why man. I first saw you then. And I was like, oh, the mullet. There he is. But did what what pushed you to actually get on stage? Like did someone say, Hey Dean, you're funny at the when we go on hunting, so maybe you should give it a, I don't know, maybe crack jokes about no, no, no. You so I have a uh man I'll t- so um when I was uh when I was nine years old. Uh-huh. I got a, uh, my dad got Rodney Carrington's Laugh You Bastards um, on uh, uh, on DVD, right? For Christmas. Yeah. And uh, we all got our Christmas presents Christmas morning, right? We all get our Christmas presents. And then uh, he sends all the kids outside to play, right? And then they lock the doors and uh, like they lock the kids out of the house, right? So that okay. they can go watch this new comedy special. Uh-huh. And uh, we, you know, as kids were like, oh, we go try to go back inside and they locked us out. And they're like, what are they doing there? They're having a party in there. And they're, you know, they're not inviting us. Uh-huh. And so we snuck around, snuck inside, and I got to watch. Like we snuck down the hallway. Like, what are they doing? You know, like super secret. And I'm watching, uh, you know, seeing on TV, and there's a guy talking, and everybody's laughing. I'm watching my dad like cry laughing. To Rodney like, Carrington. To Rodney Carrington's Laughy Bastards. Yeah, his yeah. comedy special. It's one of yeah. my favorites. Uh-huh. And uh, because of this, I think. But um, but yeah, I saw him, and I was like, man, like what is that guy doing? Who is that guy? And I remember, like, and then I say this is when it kind of like clicked in my head. That that's what I wanted to do. Um, and then, uh, and then it was like, ever since then, ever since, you know, I saw that I was always like telling jokes and, you know, and, and for a little while I was like recreating jokes, like doing other people's jokes. Yeah. Like when Quoting. I was a kid, I was real big about that. I really do. I, I feel Dude. bad about it now, but you're a kid and you don't know, yeah, you course, know, but I would course. do old, I would do old people's bits and uh, I would, uh, um, anything to make people laugh. It always just like, it made me happy when other people were happy. And so I just started doing that and then, I mean, I think I did my first open mic at 18 and then, um, it was probably like, it was just sporadically. Every time I could find an open mic, I would go to one. And then, um, uh, but like I said, yeah, I did it for, you know, on and off for a while. I did a lot of public speaking with the job that I had. And, um, so I was comfortable on stage. I mean, but honestly, since the first time I stepped on stage, I've been relatively likable. And, um, the mullet makes you nice. 
mullet See, power, man. See, the reason, the reason, the reason that I, I uh, it, uh, that I, uh, that I kept it, I, I grew it for a joke, right? And uh, you grew it for a joke. Wanted, yeah, it, it, my, if my grandpa and my father, uh-huh. uh, like when I was growing up, you, we had a shaved head. We never let hair grow. And then, so as soon as I got out, I was like, man, I'm gonna grow. I'm gonna grow a mullet. But every, per, every, every, like it's either I had a girlfriend that. We had to go to a wedding and she was like, I can't have you looking trashy at the wedding. And so I'd have mm-hmm. to shave it. And I never got it to like the, you know, the, the, the true mullet fashion, you know? Mm-hmm. And so uh, I started growing it out and I was like, you know what? I'm starting to do, com- I'm doing comedy again. And I was like, wouldn't it be funny if I'm the, cause technically uh, I'm the only redneck comedian in Austin. Right. Technically you're the only one I've seen. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, you are. Was, even in the scene before. And so I was like, you know what? If I've got that angle, I might as well take that angle hard, you know? And it's who I am as a person. Like, I'm still, I'm a, I'm a redneck, you know, to my core. I hunt, fish. You know, I, 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 I rode bulls in high school and outside of high school. And we grew up with cattle. And so uh, I was like, you know, I'm just going to fucking, I'm going to let it flow, man. See how long I can get it. See how crazy I can get it. And I grew it out. And then one day I was looking at it. I was like, man, it looks good, you know? <laughs> Like, fuck, I'm going to have to keep this with this thing, man. <laughs> it's falling off the roof. So I'm having to beat these women off, man. So, uh, and actually, I, I just started a, I started a joke because people ask me all the time. They're like, man, I bet women love the, you know, they love the mullet. I'm like, certain women do, and they hate their fathers. And that just it works out for me, man. But um, so uh, so I grew it out. And uh, it, when it when it grew, I've never had this long hair. Like, it's, I mean, I don't know if you can tell, but it's like freaking... Yeah. It's getting long. And so um like, when I grew it out, I'm like, man, I can't I can't I don't even know the last person that saw my neck. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, I can, can see it. Well, I can see it. But like there's a song, you, there's a what is what is his name? Uh uh no, it's not Charlie Daniels, it's David Allen Coe. He's got a song that goes, uh, my long hair just can't cover up my red neck. Yours can. That's the name of the site. I mean it's doing it right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Prove him wrong. Yeah. It might do it for his, but for mine it's fine. But anyway, sorry. Um, but no, I started growing out and I, I realized the other, I looked at it a few, uh, few months ago and I was like, man, I can't imagine myself with short hair. Like it doesn't even really, like I think, I think this is here to stay. It's either this or once I get tired of the mullet, I'll probably just grow long hair. But like, I mean, I look like a completely different human. No, you do. That, that's why when I was going through those pictures, I'm like, this is not the guy I met. Cause when you're yeah. fully shaven and everything, I'm like, no, nah, this is not Dean. But like, yeah you're so now it's like it, it's become it's part of you it is it's not a character that's yeah, the thing. i mean it's it's not a character i mean yeah, it's, it's not me, a character so it is i'm i am a character but um i think uh i think there's something to comedy about figuring out um like who you are yep. being authentic and people can just feel that shit you know like if you i don't know if there was somebody else like if colton dowling you know, uh, which you would just had him on last week, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, oh, I didn't want to. Oh, I'm going yeah, to yeah. break the fourth wall so people know about that. But yeah, um, got insider information on the Bach podcast. Um, but uh, if Colton Dallin all of a sudden was to like start acting like a redneck, you can tell like that's just not him, you know? Yeah, authenticity is everything. Exactly. Yeah, yep. and it, and audiences they 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 can they can feel that kind of thing. So if you can figure out how to just be yourself, it's half the battle. And I think that's why I got lucky so early on is because I just embraced who I was and, you know, you don't have to hide who Dean Stanfield is. I just just talk about me, you know, and sometimes it's funny and I just got to figure out what's funny and what's not, what's sad, (laughs) a lot of sad shit. (laughs) You got to work. 
how do you feel like a uh, about a guy like Larry the Cable Guy that used I mean, to I do? Fucking love him. Well, so his, his name is Dan Whitney, right? Something Dan like Whitney. that. But mm-hmm. he used to do comedy like in a suit, in a suit and tie. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's he created from this, New York. Yeah, and he created this Larry the Cable Guy character, and he became yeah. that guy. But see, I think that's different because he's not. He dove into it, man. I think I mean, with Larry, yeah, with like Dan and, Whitney, I saw I saw an interview with him. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was kind of one of those guys that grew up on Larry the Cable Guy, you know? Yeah. Blue Collar yeah. Comedy. Yeah, Ron White, Bill Ingvall, yep. Jeff Foxworthy. They're all our heroes, you know, rednecks, mm-hmm. as far as redneck comedians go. And uh, and then you found out, I remember this, it, it was like a secret that got leaked, you know? And they were like, uh, Larry the Cable Guy's a liar. His name's Dan Whitney. I think some comedian didn't like him and tried to like, you know, try to cancel him. Yeah. By saying that. And then rednecks were like, fuck you. We don't give a fuck who he is. Tell us he's from California. That's Larry the Cable Guy, Jack. Like he, he dove into that lifestyle. I mean, he got a ranch in, uh, I think it's in Oklahoma. He got a ranch in Oklahoma mm-hmm. and he's got cattle and he embraced the lifestyle and, uh, of, you know, of kind of the redneck lifestyle. And he, look, it's authentic. You can tell he's not bullshitting. See, I, I mean, he, but he became that. He became that. It's he became true. that. He wasn't that yeah. to begin with, but he became yeah. that. And, and, and that's okay. Look, Andrew Dice plays, plays the same way. Yep. Very true. Andrew, what, what's his last name? Silverstein or some kind of Jewish name? Silverstein, something like that. It's, it's, it yeah. sounds Jewish. I don't think, I don't know if he is Jewish, but I know he, there's an interview where he gets really mad at a guy because he yeah. won't call him Andrew Dice Clay. He's like, oh yeah, uh, uh, you're uh, Andrew uh, Silverstein. And he's like, why are you just doing that, man? What, what, do you, what do you got a problem with me being Jewish or what? <laughs> And then the guy was like, oh, shit, I thought that was your name. He was like, no, it's Andrew Dice Clay. You say it with respect. Uh, I was like, but oh, but same fucking... thing. Here's, an- yeah. here's another guy who became his character. Yeah. And if then, you can adopt it, I can't imagine how hard that is, bro. It's hard to keep up, though. It's got to be hard to I would keep imagine. Up. Well, you can't. You can't. You, you can't, have to wear you the gloves. Never be able to, you'd never be able to live both lives. You either right. got to do it or you got to not do it. Even if it wasn't who you were before, uh-huh. if that's who you want to become, then you would have to, like, I mean, like Larry the Cable or Andrew Dice Clay, that dude wore that shit, you know? Like, that's how he acted. That's how he did things, you know? Yeah. And, and they and, say he was a little, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. You know, I was going to say, like, they said he was like, you know, he was an asshole on stage and he'd get off stage and he was a super nice guy. Mm-hmm. But besides that, they said he adopted that, like, just living fast and hard lifestyle. You know? He really did. He really did. Yeah. Fucking Dice, man. Um, but the but I, I like I like what you said about the being authentic um in comedy uh, and how people can sense that quickly mm-hmm. when they see you on stage. Um and we've talked about this before on the show, but it's always weird to me when someone is one way on stage and then you talk to them off stage and they're totally different. Totally different person. Yeah. Yeah. And either that or they can't turn the the funny off. Like you can't Talk to him oh, like a real so person, annoying. like a real person, like every, every, uh, every, or they're trying to throw bits on you. Like you're talking, like, I can't tell you how many times, like you'll, you know, we'll be having fun at the show and then we walk outside to smoke a cigarette and somebody's like, uh, anyway, so like, I'm, I, I'm, they didn't say this, but uh, like for an example, they'd be like, uh, anyway, so did you see traffic on sixth street? That's a real, you know, charcuterie or they're like, try I'm like, dude, are you doing a bit right now? Like, what are you doing, man? Like we're hanging out, having fun. <laughs> Like, should, I'm okay with you like saying like, "Hey, can I try a bit out?" Or what do you think about this joke? Yeah, I'm okay with that, but don't just try to work something in conversationally. Like, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, 
Yeah. Like that might work with your friends, but it ain't working with us. No, but it, and it goes, it goes on, it, they go on autopilot. <laughs> you just can't, like, and, and you, and you want to stop them, but you're like, I know what you're doing. It's like watching a small, it's slow train wreck. You're just looking at him. I told, oh man, I used to, I think it was Blair Bomber that he was saying something. He did that at a deal. And, uh, it was a Blair Bomber or Matt Boyd. I can't remember, but, um, one of them, we were hanging out. Yeah. And uh, they said that we like to, you know, comedians, we just like to rip each other up. And yeah. um, and so uh, I made fun of him the entire night when he would try to do that. He'd like try to work a bit in. I would wait, let him finish. And I'd look at him, never laugh, look at him and be like, are you happy that you said that? Was that a thing you were you're proud of saying? I was just wondering, like, you're still happy with that. Okay, well, if you want to keep doing that. That's what you should keep doing. And anyway, and then try to like go on to a conversation, and I'm like, man, are you doing bits again? Like, what are you doing, man? We're all hanging out, we're having fun. What are we, what are you doing? Like, quit being weird. It's it's annoying. It's annoying. And, yeah. and, and the thing is, is or you're trying to get the best line in the group. Oh yeah, and if you try that, comedians will be up till eight a.m. in the morning trying to <laughs> trying to beat each other out. It's never gonna work, bro. Let's just be friends, and then we'll be funny on stage. Exactly. Get off stage. If like, you're funny, it's natural, and you know, like thank most of you. us are naturally funny. And exactly, so cool, but you can tell when somebody's doing a bit, you know. Like, there's a difference between bit talk and then just bullshit. You know, they're just bullshitting right now, and then all of a sudden you start to work some bits in. It's like, ah, man, it's just turns me off. I don't want to talk to you anymore. So let's let's go back a little bit. So, what is it about hosting that's different from just a showcase or just being uh, doing open mic? So like what, what it, set of skills do you think are like required? Because I, I heard a lot of comics say, yeah, it's, it's a totally different set of skills. You can fight that muscle, then yeah. it's, it's, it's an add-on to what you're already doing. And I can open doors for you. But what, what are those skills? So I think, and this is just a personal opinion of mine. Sure. And it's, it's not really a rule book. I'm just asking. For no, you. yeah. yeah. Um, man, I think some people have it. Some people don't. You know, like you can, you, I, th- I definitely think you can, um, uh, you can learn how to do it. But there's just some people that are just naturally like, oh, you're going to be a good host, you know? But uh, I think the most important part is don't be selfish about it, right? So your job as a host is mm-hmm. to uh, is to read the room, get bring everybody in, right? So let everybody know there's a comedy show going on, right? Through your jokes. You don't like literally have to say this stuff, but uh, through your jokes. Get yourself up know. here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like sit your ass down right here. Sit your ass down right Come here. Come closer, motherfuckers. Energy. Yeah, let's talk about this. What's going on, Kim Folk? Are we having a good time? Huh? Look, uh, what did I say last night? I had a good one last night. I love doing crowd work for hosting sets. Yeah. Um, and, uh, oh, there was two hot girls in the front. And I said, uh, I said, uh, hey, management told me that I couldn't hit on any late. And I'm not looking at them, right? But I'm just talking to people, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, management just let me know uh, a couple weeks ago that I couldn't hit on any women in the audience. And uh, my answer to that is don't put two hot women in front of the stage. Like, don't put them front row and I won't hit on them. You know, like, it's not my fault. Sorry, ladies. How you doing? Are y'all single? You know, I'm just like, just like messing with them. And, you know, like they, they were digging it. They weren't weirded out. And uh, I mean, I took a risk because they could have been like, oh, but um, but no, they were digging it. And they were like, woo. And I was like, hey, hot bitches. Ah. And there's some older ladies on the corner of the deal. And I was like, uh, see, like these girls think I was talking about them, but I'm looking at the older cats over there. That's what I'm talking about, ladies. And then, uh, you know, like the there's like there was two older gals sitting on the side and they were digging it, you know. And I got off, you know, giving them a hug. And it, it, that's what I love about, like, um, uh, about that Barrels and Amps room specifically. Man, when we're in there, it's like, uh, you got to come check out a show, man, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's on my list. Trust me. I, I want to hit everybody. Yeah. And uh, there is a, um, 
it's a, there's like a togetherness in that room. Mm -hmm. But if you can get them in the very beginning, you can get away with saying anything in that room. Like we're all in this together, you know, like that's one thing I say when I start, you know, comedy shows is I'm like, guys, uh, we're going to say some offensive stuff tonight. And I want you to know we're all joking. That, that's the, that's the, you gotta give a disclaimer. And this like, is what it I, comes you, down to. You got to give a disclaimer to everybody. I think it's, 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 you don't have to, I think, but if you do it in the right way, mm-hmm. you can make this, you can make this point. And, and you normally, I figure out how to do that without saying it. Like mm-hmm. I'm saying these things, but these are things that you got to say, like, um, say it without saying it, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah. You got to figure out how to bring the room together. High energy, first of all, high energy. Yep. And then you got to figure out how to bring the room together. And if we can all get on the same page and we can all understand that this is a joke and we're trying to make you laugh. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get offended at anything and we're going to have a good night, you know, and then, um, and then move on, you know, and then, you know, do a couple jokes. And then that's the hard part about hosting is because the comedians are selfish and we're there for us, you know, when you're in the pocket and you're doing well and people are laughing at your jokes mm-hmm. and they give you the light, you're like, fuck, you know, like, I don't want to leave, you know, like this running the light is a big problem with comedians, you know? And, um, but I think it gets to a certain point where with a host, you are the one person that cannot run that light, you know, like oh. you can't at all. Like you want your, your goal is to get them on a high note and then get the hell out. Mm-hmm. I, with me, the first big laugh I get, if it's the first joke or the second joke or the third joke, whichever one of those hits really well, I'm like, all right, guys, y'all ready for a good comedy show? Like while they're still like at the height of that laughter. And then they're just, then that puts the next guy just, if he can just ride that wave, then the whole show will go well, you know, instead of like, I know a lot of hosts will like, uh, like save the announcements till the very end. And that is the worst. Oh right? yeah. No, no, that doesn't work. That's the worst. You just got all the energy up and then you're going to tank them back down. And then you're going to bring on the first guy who's probably the worst guy of the show. Like, what, like, what are you doing, <laughs> man? Like, it's, every time I see it, I'm like, God damn it. I wish these people would know how to host. Or you, someone just came and, and bombed and people hate the guy and then you have to yeah. come back up and then bring the energy back up. Like, yeah, well, forget him. We got some more shit go- oh, yeah. uh, you, you, coming up. You got a bunch of lines in your back pocket. Like I take a, I take a napkin or like my shirt mm-hmm. and I'll take the mic and I'll be like, ugh. And I'll be like, um, you know, uh, um, I'm not worried about COVID. I say it right now, but I'm like, I'm not so worried about COVID. I'm just trying to get the unfunny off this mic real quick. Hold on. Sorry about that. Hold on. <laughs> I got you all. You got to have, look, if, you, if you've been doing it for long enough, you got to have like some canned lines you can just insert here and there. Over the, over, oh, just pick them up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Up, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But you I know, think that's the best. If somebody bombs on stage, it's a dick move, kind of. Yeah. But if you're in comedy for a while, if you bomb, it's your fault, you know? So you don't want to ruin it for the rest of the show. So I'll go up there and I'll just shit on the guy. Oh, of course. Or I'll walk up there and I'll be like, oh, what is it? Sorry, guys, we found that guy uh, outside behind a dumpster. We're just, you know, trying to give the guy a chance. Everybody give it up for the hobo behind the dumpster, you know, and uh, just messing with people, you know. Dude, I, I wanted to share a story with you. I just had my first, uh, last night, I went over to the Wonderlust wine oh, company cool. yeah, for the Gabby's, first time. Yeah. Uh, shout out to uh, Kristen and uh, Gabby Montemayor. Hunter. Hunter, oh, Hunter was, yeah, Hunter was hosting. Hunter Duncan. No, no, the other one, Hunter Star. Yeah, Hunter Star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. he was hosting. Gabby showed up and did uh, did a set, but uh, it was a tough it was a tough crowd 
And I stayed, I mean, I went towards the end because it was, it was my first time and I, and I got to see everybody go up and everybody struggled. And then I went up and I killed for the first time, dude. Really? Dude, I was... Dude, congratulations, man. Are you still it, riding that high? Yeah, because oh, I was... Um, I try to, I try some, a, a new joke, but I know you've heard my shit. Like I had this thing about yeah. how Arkansas is white and stuff. And uh-huh. then right in front of me was a table of six girls. And one of them goes, I'm from Arkansas. And I'm um, like, yes. Drunk white bitches, man. Yes. Drunk white bitches on wine. Oh, yes. Yeah, about it. Dude, the best. And, and then she goes, I was like, yeah, hey, y'all, y'all know DMX. And the whole table got up and started rapping a DMX song. Oh, Jesus, dude. Those yes, are the best, I, I, Those are the best nights. Dude, I was, I was in it. And, and I talked to him afterwards. And they were like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. We just came, you know, drink some, drink some, uh, some wine and uh we didn't know there was a comedy thing happening but we love it and i'm like look y'all need to keep up because there's a he's like she's like, they're like where's the comedy i'm like dude wake up it's everywhere it's everywhere. every night of the Honestly. week everywhere yeah. and it's, it's gonna keep growing so follow these people follow these people and then you'll you'll be up point and one of them was like yeah if you make it big i'll, I'll be like yeah i saw back for the first time i want the last i'm like all right don't get crazy now if you ever get on a joe rogan podcast i'm like whoa hold up now oh you, <laughs> don't, you. Get, don't get no i got i got ways to go yeah but yeah i just had a I just had a good night and then i went over to the romo room uh and uh i tried some other new shit and i was like i don't give a fuck guys i just i just killed tonight i don't care i can't y'all can't hurt me I'm good. <laughs> I'm do good what you want to me, baby. Do what I'll you want. I don't tonight. care. We could, tonight. we could play Yahtzee right now. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's the best feeling in the world, man. I love it. It really and was. That's one of the reasons. Do you ever do a Lucky Duck? I've seen you at Lucky Duck a couple times. Uh, no, I haven't done that one yet. Oh, you have I, not? You no, done I've done one? Lucky Duck. No. Oh, okay. Wow. wow. Must be okay. a, I'd be confused with another black guy. It wasn't me. Hey, listen, I'm, man. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna touch that. Listen, I think I'm bigger than Miles, but come on. I don't sound like Miles or look oh, like Miles Johnson at all. I've got some good. I've got some good stories about Miles Johnson. We'll have to get into that here, love it. You remind me. I got some embarrassing stories about Miles. And Lando's um, twice my size, so not, not, <laughs> it's not me. And Andre Ricks, Andre Ricks. Now, um, what was it? Uh, um, so the Lucky Duck is one of my favorite places. Like I, I'm pretty much uh, bomb proof there. Like I can bomb everywhere. I can be having a horrible week. I'll do two horrible shows at the Romo Room mm-hmm. in front of like comics. And then I'll go to the Lucky Duck and I just, for whatever reason, I mean, it's just my crowd. And uh, like, like I go in there and I just start going, no, no, it's whatever Austin people, right? But, it, but there's and an audience. Just, it's not just comics in the audience. Oh, no, no, no. There is a giant. Oh. I'm sorry. I apologize. It's um, there is a giant. Um, there's probably 30 or 40 audience members there a week. on Really? Yeah. If you're not doing a Lucky Duck, man, you're messing up. You got to Wednesdays, whatever you're doing at eight o'clock. Uh, you got to be there by 7.30 for sign up. Okay. But uh, the Lucky Duck, in my personal opinion, and it doesn't go well for a lot of people, mm-hmm. you got to be loud. It's an outdoor mic, which those are atrocious. I, mean, yeah. I hate outdoor mics. But that one specifically, it's got great audience members. And if you can grab them in the first 15 seconds, if you can say something in the first 15 seconds to get their attention, mm-hmm. they'll listen to you for your entire set. And they'll be quiet and they'll laugh when they're supposed to. Like They're a fantastic audience. And it's every week. Every Who single week. It? Marty Clark. Oh, it's Marty. Okay. Yeah, it's Marty. That's yeah, the wise quacks. Uh, that's um, right. That's right. That's yeah. Right. Yes. So, um, but I mean, in the, in the open mic, there's, there's 60 comedians sign up a night. Oh shit. And people stay the whole time. And people stay the whole time. There's like dedicated fans that are like, 
and they oh, might show fuck. up at like like you know if it starts at eight they might show up at nine uh-huh. but they'll stay till midnight they'll stay till That's midnight just watching every yep i mean it goes until it goes out they, they don't have a cap on it oh so shit. i think the most they ever had was like 68 comedians on one night everybody was doing th- three to four minute sets i think uh-huh. they do four minute sets until midnight or till uh till uh Till eleven, and then they go to three minute sets, just so they can wrap it up. Sixty eight yeah. comedians, bro. I, can't, what, I don't even know what three times sixty eight is. I, I can't do math 68. right now. I know it's Friday, but I can't do math that's right fucking, now. That's fucking wow, insane, that's dude. That is. But the crazy. place is great, and if you can get on, especially if you can get on the first thirty, if you can get on the first thirty comedians, uh-huh. you got a pretty good chance of doing well, and you got to catch them in the first. Like a lot of people. Like, uh, you have to be loud. You have to be, you have to make sure they hear you. But if you can get their, t- in my opinion, um, if you can get their attention, it's, it's an amazing room, man. It's one of my favorites right. in Austin right now. To be added to my list. Yeah. Really you gotta check it out. Yeah, do it, yeah, I mean, I've been, uh, I've been, I've been trying to hit, I'm, I'm trying to do maybe like two thirds mic, one third showcases. That's good. That's good ratio. Just so that, because I mean, I get I get so inspired by seeing other people. Like I'll stay yeah. I'll stay at an open mic and stay the entire time and just watch everybody. It's hard, man. That's hard. I, it's hard. What to stay? <laughs> to, to watch to stay other people vote, me, dude. Like, there's a certain part of it that I get I get like oversaturated. Cringe? I think it gets cringy, and I like I feel bad for them. And then at the same time, what's really hard for me is like watching people. Uh, like it gets later on in the night and I watch a comic and it's not going well for him, mm-hmm. but it's a joke that he's been doing for six months and it's still not working and he still hasn't thrown it out the window. And I'm like, right. man, like I want to tell him just like, get rid of it. Just fucking talk. You're going to do better. If you just fucking talk, go off the top of your head, do something else. Obviously I don't know why you have such an emotional attachment to, attachment to that joke, but fucking it. Six months and there's nothing to it, and you've been doing it five nights a week for six months. Fucking give it up, bro. Give it up. Yeah, I mean, shoot that. Take that joke into the back pasture and shoot it in the back of the head, man. You just <laughs> that needs to go. You'll do it for him. Dude. I'll do it for <laughs> you, dude. I trust me. I'll whatever I need to do to get you to not tell that joke again. It just it makes me feel it, it in some weird way. It makes me feel like I can't be funny. You know, really? like if I hear enough people not be funny, it starts to in my head. I'm like. Do I even know how to be funny anymore? Like, this is fucking depressing, man. Like, it gets that, to me. After a while, I can watch, like, uh-huh. 30, probably 30 comedians. After that, man, it's like, ugh, this is getting sad. Well, my thing is that it's hard to tell if a joke works if you don't have non-comics, if you only have comics in a room. And that, that has been my, uh, not a struggle, but my, my issue because... <laughs> I'm like because I I enjoy I enjoy the craft of it I enjoy the writing I try it out and then I go back it's like a puzzle I shift things around change tenses yeah. change the reorganized sentences change words here and there now and, and I try not to do it the same way the same way every time but you can't gauge if it works if you're doing it in front of room of comics that have already heard you. Uh, make that joke. premise they know yeah. where you're going exactly even if you do it differently and even if it's a better exactly. tag exactly it's just like the most you'll get out of comics in my opinion a lot of times um and i'm this i i think um it is probably the number one um like a uh, hindrance uh bad habit that i have mm-hmm. is when i go into a room and it's only comics 
I, if I try to do anything that I think they've heard before, like if I look into the audience and I see you, I see Pat Bernard, I see uh, Spencer, mm-hmm. I can't, in, in, my, in my heart of hearts, I can't do any bits that I'm like, uh, that are almost done. You know, mm-hmm. if I think you've heard that premise before, I'm like, nah, fuck it. I'm going off the list. I got to do some new shit. Cause I'm like, you've all heard it and you're going to cringe. Whereas I should, I should power through that. And I should, you know, work on that joke and get my timing down and get what I want to say. Exactly. exactly the cadence, but I can't do it, man. I mean, I can do it and I have done it, but it's probably the hardest thing for me is to be able to sit for a room full of comics and, 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 and work on jokes that I know they know. You know exactly, and and that's why I told those girls after after at Wonderless last night, and they were like, so it's like so this is a you know this is an open mic, you know people go up and they try they try on jokes because that's the only way to try them on, and mm-hmm. I was telling them that um for for us and actually they made the comment so it seemed like there was a lot of comics in the room, and yeah. I, and I was like yeah it, it was maybe half and half. Okay. Well, uh, still it, great. Yeah, still good, but like it thinned out towards the end, and comics were already gone. By the time I went up, there was maybe three or four left. Okay. Uh, but I was like, the, the 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 reason why your presence is important is because you're the gauge on if this if our jokes work. All the other yeah. motherfuckers, I've heard it many times, but we need you in there so we know it works, and it's not going to be polished the first time. But that's the only way for us to find out. So yeah. tell your mom, tell your moms, tell your neighbors, tell your coworkers, head up open mics, head up. So showcases are going to be more polished, but open mics are also a good place to be. If you want to see the process, I always tell, tell people, you know, that, uh, that Chris Strzok joke, uh, there's black people and there's niggas, niggas got yes. to go. You know how long yes. it took him? Yeah. You know how long how it long? took him? A year. Wow. Took him a year. I thought that would have. No, I mean I don't. I don't know if you know. I mean I have jokes like this that I write, and I'm like, oh, that's a bit right there, man. Right. Like I know from as soon as I write it down, I'm like that one's gonna be gold. Like I write two hours a day. Like I'm 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 writing all the time. Like I have like my gig space. I took my phone into I, I bought I had the iPhone 10 and I upgraded to the iPhone 12. Right. Yeah. And so when I got there, the guy was like, uh, he was upgrading my phone and he was, uh, he was moving all my data over and he was like, what are you writing a book or something? And I was like, no. And, and I, 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 I didn't get the context. And he was like, dude, you have the most notes I've ever seen on a phone. <laughs> he was like, he was like, what are you, what are you writing on this stuff, man? And I was like, Oh, I was like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a stand-up comedian. So I use that as my notes and, uh, but you'll go through it and there'll be probably, I don't know, 800 words, I would say. And like a few, like let's say five or six paragraphs uh-huh. of just writing. And it's all bullshit. None of it'll be, I can't make a joke out of any of it. I just write and write and write and write and write. If I think something, I just go on it and go on it and go on it. And I might find like a little tidbit of something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well there's, you know, I had eight paragraphs of bullshit and I found one little funny thing. So I take that funny thing out and I move it to the top and I start writing on the funny thing until it becomes bullshit. And then I cut out what I think was good. Mm-hmm. And then I move it to my open mic list and I'm like, all right, well I'm trying this one at an open mic now, but there's, there's every once in a while, there's a few. And this is how I think other comedians like see it. You know, like uh-huh. when I heard Chris rock do that one in my head, I was like, I bet that was one that he like wrote it. And he was like, this is going to be amazing. Yeah. You know? That's 
That's that. That's the one. Black people yeah, and it's one. niggas. Niggas got to go. Every time black people want to have a good time, niggas fuck it up for everybody. Something along those. I can't. I. I, I can't oh no! I, I just I can hear it right now in my head. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> one of my favorite Chris Rock bits, man. It's hilarious. Just don't say the n word. And we're gonna no, 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 Whoa, 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 like as part of as part of your jokes, yeah. So um, I try to um, I do a writing exercise where uh, every day I, I get up and I look at uh, I just scroll through Yahoo's uh, um, headlines, yeah, and I find one that sounds ridiculous and I pick it out and I put it on my list and I write about it. Like the other day, I don't know if you saw this, but there was a uh, um, uh, a dwarf in Portland, Portland, Oregon, uh-huh. uh, sued the Portland PD. Because uh, for discrimination, right? Because they wouldn't hire him. Oh, and I was like, he wants to be a cop. He wants to be a cop. And I was like, listen, man, I'm all for giving everybody, you know, making sure everybody, you know, everybody can have a job in America, you know, but you can't let midgets be cops. Like, that no, never work, bro. No, I'm no. sorry, man. It, you just can't let it happen, dude. And so I just wrote on it. It's, it's a bit I'm trying to work on, like, you know, trying to be. Um, but I love this aspect of uh, the way that the culture is, you know, like we're, we're moving to what, what you would call a very liberal. Uh, and when you look at me, you would think that, you know, I hate gay people and that I love Trump and that, you know, uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm a racist. And so I love using that angle of what you think about me and then changing it around on you, using Mr. X, you know, you're the nicest smaller guy I've ever met. Like I hate when people say rednecks are racist. All rednecks are racist. All no, rednecks hate gay people. It's, it's like, no, motherfucker. That's not how it is. It, it's a, I mean, first of all, it's all based on some truth. Let's not, let's not fool ourselves. No, for sure. For but sure. It, it's, it's mostly the, the, the few that make the rule. And I mean, it's just like you put them all in the same bucket and you go, oh, yeah, you know, black people have big dicks and rednecks are racist. That's just the way of the world. What do you want, what do you want yeah. from me? And then everybody just jumps. To, and it's like, man, I want somebody. I, it would it would it would make my day if somebody went to a show and they were like, man, you are the first mullet I've seen. That's not like when people are like, oh, all mullets are racist. Like, I don't know. This guy named Dean. So this guy named Dean had a beautiful mullet. And that motherfucker was not racist. Yeah, but you, you have know? a baby face. So it fucking face. helps. It fucking helps. Face. All the time, people. It, yes, man, but like, man, you have a really like like welcoming, comfortable face. Exactly. Like, like, that's yes. not a ba- it sounds like a backhanded compliment. Like you couldn't. You're not saying I'm pretty. You're not saying I'm cute. You're I'm saying, saying I have a baby a face. Welcoming. Yeah, you're saying I have a baby <laughs> face. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm saying there's two types of mullet wearing guys. There's there's the that's ones with the mullet and they look angry all the time. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I don't want to fuck with you because you look like you shoot. <laughs> like a grand wizard yeah yes, no, sure. like you, you, yeah exactly you look like you just came back from a cross burning and then <laughs> you, you don't want to fuck with that guy because they're always angry and then yeah. you, and you come along and you're smiling you're laughing you know you're not taking yourself too seriously i mean yeah. talking to you within five seconds you're like okay this guy this guy's not an asshole well i don't know you that well but for now yeah. at least you're not an asshole <laughs> so far i'm not an so yeah. far you're good we're, not, we're in an no, hour in dean i think I think I think. Are we an hour in right now? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
Holy cow, man! That went by fast, bro. That went by fast, man. Uh, we're not, we're not done. If you're having more time. fun, yeah, no, I'm good. I mean, I'm good with this it. Is I don't know how long people want to listen. How long the fuck was that? I don't know how how long people want to listen. I love how my redneck voice comes out every once in a while. Like when I go home to see my family in Louisiana, I'll come back, and it's hard for me at mics. Like I'll come back and I'll talk to people, and my girl, the girl that I'm talking to right now, I just got back. I did some shows in New Orleans. Uh, uh-huh three, four weeks ago. And, um, I got back and I saw a little bit of my family and, uh, but I was around a lot of Cajun people. When I do, I start to pick up my Cajun accent again. And so I get like real, like I'll come back and I'll be like, Hey, how y'all doing? Like, Hey man, what's going on? Man? We don't talk about things, you know, like that. And then my girlfriend was like, you just said like five sentences that I don't understand. I'm like, what? She's like, your accent is just thick today. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or if I start drinking tequila, man, good luck, brother. I'm either going to be talking Spanish, I'll be speaking Spanish, or I'm going to be speaking redneck. Yeah, well, so I was, I I grew up, uh, I built a, I finished high school in Los Fresnos. And so uh, I was there for, uh, and I stayed in the Valley for six years. And so I was, was pretty fluent when I left. And, um, and then I've been here for six years now. And so um, it takes me a few, I can understand a lot more. And then once people, uh, uh, I got to talk, like my accent messes me up. And so, when I speak to people, also the Valley Spanish is way different than like, even like between like Guadalajara and, uh, and, uh, and like, um, Cancun, like just, just the way you said that. Spanish, just, just the way you said Guadalajara, I can't even Guadalajara. Guadalajara. Yeah. yeah. You said it right. Dude, like, oh, <laughs> so I brought up, I brought up Gabby Montemayor last night and, uh, when I bring her up, <laughs> her last name. When I, yeah, when I, when I bring Monte her up, Mayor. Or, uh, Montemayor <laughs> and, uh, or, uh, who's his name? Uh, Francisco Ricon. Yeah. Every time I bring him up, like what's one of Francisco's lines that he does? He said, uh, "Dean is the uh, the uh, the Dean has the best pronunciation of my name, uh, and he also owns a horse. He's the only guy that owns a horse and can pronounce my name correctly. You know, <laughs> like it cracks me up every time. But no, so yeah, so I was I was relatively fluent uh, when I left. I wouldn't say that I'm, you know, I was the best, but um, uh, my vocabulary is still there. But every once in a while, somebody." Uh, I'll be at like, I'll be ordering food and they'll hear like that. Like I could roll my R's. And, um, I know how to order food. Like I'll always be able to order, know how to order food efficiently. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I order food and they're like, Oh, so I was just, you know, I'm like, Oh, poquito. Uh, you know, I tell them like, ah, I'm from those residents. And, and so like, you know, I get to talking to them. And then they, once they hear that, they just start going, I'm like, Whoa, bro. Uh, not that fast. <laughs> you got, you got to slow that shit down, brother. You got to slow that shit down. And then, uh, but it's a cool thing, man. Especially having a mullet, people are like, like you know, they get very yeah. You come out and they hear I speak Spanish, and they're like, oh shit, man, that's interesting, you know? So. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I mean, I, I, I um, you know, you know, I'm French, and if I go to France <laughs> and I come back, same thing. Like my French, my French naturally comes out. Your right accent now. now, yeah, yeah, because I speak French to my son. I only speak French to him. Okay, so I have to really. Switch. How old is he? He's three. Nice. Is he is he fluent? Or I mean, does he is he starting to speak? Yeah, I'm three years old. He goes, talk it. Yeah, he goes to a French school, all French school. So he uh wow. I, I only speak French to him. Nothing else. I don't I don't give a fuck who's around. I only speak Damn, French to him. Cool, and that's, he, that's... he he gets it. He know he counts to 20 in French. Uh he knows his body parts in French. He knows he's good. He's fucking good. And he gets man, it. Man, that's awesome. But so oh, man, for the ladies, dude. Oh, for the ladies see, growing I up. I never man, used it. Has, uh, no, yes. see, no, dude, I never used it. an easy card, bro. No, doing, I, I, I don't like easy. <laughs> okay, I guess so. That's very I true, don't like man. easy. You, you would That's think. I came here. I came to this country at 16, mm. and I had to start over with girls. Oh, I would have never started over with girls, man. I'd have been like, 
I, no. I mean, I don't know. I, I think this is, tell me if this is a French phrase. Uh-huh. It's, uh, uh, it's by, you know, John Caparulo? Yeah. Okay. So he's got this bit that he does. And uh, it's one of my favorite bits that he does, but he talks about French guys mm-hmm. and he's, uh, but the French guys in Canada and he calls them like, they're French people, but they're also like, yeah, they're bitches. Yeah. yeah. And they go, uh, his, I think his, I think the saying is, uh, like, in, I don't know how to say it really, but it's, what is it, what's it, what does it mean? It, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be like, a um, uh, like I can take your girl or, uh, or I can, I can, I, we'll, we'll have to, we'll, I'll, we'll, we'll talk about it open mic. I'll show you the bit. I'll show sure, you. Sure, I don't sure. like doing people's bits. I don't like yeah. doing people's bits. That's his bit. But, um, but yeah, there's this funny little thing. So anytime I would like somebody be like, do you speak, do you speak uh, French or like, cause you know, I speak Spanish. Like, do you speak any other languages? And I would just say that. <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, you speak French? I'm like, oui. Oui, je parle français. See, okay, okay. Nobody first knows. of all, I can get away with that shit. No, no, okay. <laughs> first of all, let me correct you right there because I'm tired of people saying doing this shit. <laughs> the ha 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 thing, the ha 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 is not a thing. It is not a thing. I don't care where you go in France. If you go to France and you land in, you land in Charles de Gaulle and you go to, to go to the, to security guy and he goes, so where are you staying? Oh, 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 oh. Saying, no, it's not gonna nobody nobody says that. That's like people are like when people when I go any places, uh, and then this might be for you as well, because you're from a different place, but like when I fly to like Vegas uh-huh. uh or when I fly to uh, anywhere else that's not in the south, and people find out I'm from Texas, they're like, Oh, howdy partner. You gonna you know, you get off your horse, like yo, you ride your horse to work every day. Like I can imagine it's the same way, but I, I, I delve into it with people, you know, cause people are being assholes in that situation. Right. Maybe they don't know, but maybe they do. They probably do, but maybe they don't. But I'm always like, yeah, man, I rode my horse, you know, to work uh three, you know, three days this week. I take my truck every once in a while, but you know, when I can take my horse, I take my horse. It's totally a lie, but I'll feed into well, it, man. Well, you know, the, 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 the joke I make about being from Africa, when people think Africa, they think Zamunda and, and Wakanda and and Nigeria. Wakanda but, a place? Huh? Uh, that's in the comic books. But that, that's a, a Wakanda is a is an actual country. Of course not. What the hell is the wrong okay, well, what do you, when you said it, you were like, yeah, you said like Nigeria. Well, you said three actual uh, Zamunda uh, from coming to America, Wakanda from Black Panther. Those are fictional yeah. countries, man. Oh, okay, 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 okay. No, yeah, but like, so, so what? So, <laughs> holy crap! <laughs> You do sound like a red. That was a redneck moment just well, now. It, it was an ignorant. It was in, it was an ignorance thing. And I, I don't know shit about that. African geography. And, I, mean, anyway. I barely know anything about anybody else besides Texas. Everybody right, so, else, I'm like. So when I, I meet no people idea. and I say I'm from Africa, they think, "Oh, I run around naked with a spear and a shield, and you know, I hunt lion for breakfast." Like that's what they think Africa is. Outside yeah. of Nigeria and Kenya with the safaris, that's it. And so when I when I came here. And I would tell people, yeah, I'm, I'm from, I would get offended actually. Because okay. I would, yeah. because I would say, so. no, hold on. Because I would say, hey, yeah, I was born in Africa, but I was, I grew up in France and now I live in Austin. And they go, oh, cool. And I'm like, that's it? Like, do you meet motherfuckers like diverse. me every day? <laughs> like, seriously, this is yeah. seriously, I'm like, you have, you have no questions for me. Like, how do I, how did I, this is not a bit, by the way, I'm just, this is really what happened, what I had, what oh, happened I can imagine. And yeah. the only people that I connected with are the people like, oh, that's interesting. 
you know, like, tell me what's it like in France? Like you came here, you came here at 16, French girls are one way. And then you come here, you have to start over with American girls, totally different ball game. By the way, imagine, dude. So yeah, totally so, different. So French girls. I mean, if you if you listen to stereotypes, French girls are more very passionate people, and they're not afraid to tell you how they feel. You know, that's what I get yes. when I think of a French girl, right? Because I, I met a couple French girls, and they're all like very forward. I met one in college, very forward, very fucking just, forward. They she was don't. just like, hey, like I, we were talking, we were vibing. I knew how to dance, and so uh, I know like uh, Spanish dancing. Uh-huh. And so, uh, and I know how to two-step, you know, country dancing. It's very similar. Wapongo right. is, is the, is the style of dancing. Uh, and, um, it's Tejano, which is like country, Spanish country, right? Mm-hmm. If there's country music in, in Mexico, it's called Tejano. Right. And, um, and you dance to it, uh, with cumbias or, uh, or, or Wapongo or the two styles of dancing. And I know both of them. Cumbia's so, fun. I like cumbias is fun, bro. It's so fun. great. And if you know how to do it, it's such like a, yeah. The natural movement it gets girls going into it. So I, da- I danced with her one song uh-huh. and then it's like nine o'clock. Maybe we still have a full night of drinking. And she was like, uh, uh, and I'm not going to try to do the French accent, but she oh, like, oh, I'll do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Cause that's what's going to end up sounding like, I'm not going to lie. Was, but she dude. had this sexy voice and she just whispered in my ear. If, you know, if we wanted to go back, she had a house that was maybe like three, four miles away. We can mm-hmm. go back to her house and then we could come back to the party. Like very clear what she wanted to do. And she's just very forward and very just like, you could tell she knew how to move her body. And I was like, fuck, I mean, I, do I drive? Do you drive? Do you want me to pick you up and we can run there? I'll give you a piggyback ride. How do I get you back to that house? You know, just a, just a beautiful, and I mean, just, but it was so forward. I never met very few American That's women that like that. Yeah. You, you know, the, the, the you concept, guess. The, huh? With American women, you got to guess. Yes. You know? Because uh-huh. I, this is, this is why. I, I never used the, I don't say never, but like, I'd rather trick people, trick girls into, oh yeah, by the way, I'm French. Or I just mm-hmm. like store it out and see their response. Yeah. Uh, but it, I never really use it as a pickup line. Like, oh, huh, how you doing? Uh, do, do I want to say, I want to have sex with your family. No, I'm not, it's not going to happen. It's, I think it's Smoke too cheesy. Cigarette. Yeah, it's yeah. too cheesy. And, and I don't look French. Yeah. either so it's like wait you're black and you're french that doesn't compute doesn't yeah. like there's a lot of us well, there's, there's, yeah. there's 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 a there's a pretty fairly uh uh, uh it would be african-american there's a few, there's a black culture in france right yeah i mean there's tons yeah. of guys like me in france from what i know and yeah. we're all africans all the black oh, people okay. in france are africans because you know from uh because no, northern africa was all french senegal was a french colony where i'm from oh yeah learning some shit my point is like the French women are very are so forward that the concept of dating does not really exist in France it's just you yeah well I don't but, know because I got a different opinion about this but keep, you keep going keep so going. so when I try to explain yeah. to my friends when I try to explain to my friends in France like okay we do this thing not we but Americans do this thing yeah. dating when you 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 go and you, and and there's all these expectations and you're you're trying to impress the 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 other really and you're not necessarily mm-hmm. being yourself in the sense yeah. that it's like a it's like a job interview you're putting mm-hmm. your best foot forward like okay yeah i'm not an asshole i don't have daddy issues you know i don't i'm not, I'm not a drug addict but i want you to like me so i'm not going to show you all my flaws right yeah and you do this not once but a bunch of times and you're evaluated every single time it's it's like I compare it to um, 
go, hanging out with somebody and there's like a huge pile of rocks on top of your head. And yeah. every move you make and every word you say is open to interpretation and it's going gonna, it's gonna to determine how many rocks are going to fall on your head. Okay. So you're like, you, you literally like, you know, you, you've all seen the thing where you, you're at the movie theater, you're like, oh, you stretch out and then you put your hand behind, like, there you go. There's a rock oh, yeah, right there. Like, yeah. she goes, oh, fuck, what is he doing? Five yeah. rocks fall on your head. Yeah. And so it, 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 it cuts the, it takes the, um, the authenticity and the spontaneity of hanging, mm-hmm. of being with somebody out of the equation because you're yeah. not, you're, you're so preoccupied by the other's opinion of you that it's hard for you to enjoy. I'm not saying it's like that all across the board as a concept. I, I yeah. think that that's what I've, I've observed. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Cause if no. friends would just hang out and shit happens, shit happens. It's not a, um, it's not an expectation. In other words, yeah. of course, the men, women, wh- whoever you're, you're going to get married with. one day. Yeah. So, yeah. You're gonna, we're been, we've been dating, you know, like I, I did you were you there at the Romo room when I brought the girl that I'm talking to last week? Uh redhead, uh, tall. And she was there? And yeah, she was there. It was the first what's well, the first time I've ever brought a girl to the mic. I think I saw I'm not sure. But anyway, okay, you well, either way, either way. So I so it's, I've never brought a girl to a mic, right? Uh-huh. And so there's this girl that I'm interested in. We've been talking for a while. And um I've never I think I've only asked one girl to be my girlfriend, right? And you were and I've been 12. I've been yeah when i was yeah it just the concept to me was like the weirdest thing and so i've been talking to this girl for for a while and um i'm very big about getting my crazy out there in the very beginning like i'm like hey if you're gonna go i got uh it it's i think it stems from um like uh um like abandonment like if i have abandonment issues like Mm -hmm. if you're gonna leave i'd rather you leave in the very beginning like this is me this is who I am, you know. Like I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll make changes. I'll grow as a person, you know. I'm not saying that who I am will be who I am forever, but for right now, this is me. And uh, if you don't like it, like, like, and there's the door. Right. You know, that's how, that's that's how I've been. For, not not as assholeish in in that way, but no, it makes um, sense. I definitely don't. I don't put up any. Like I don't, I'm not trying to hide anything. And so uh, her, uh, but her sister for the last month, we've been talking for two months now, I think. And mm-hmm. so uh, her sister um, and her brother-in-law, like on the daily, like we'll be hanging out and they're like, hey, when are y'all gonna, you know, when are you gonna put it on Facebook? When are you gonna make it official? Dean, when are you gonna ask her out? That's and I'm what like, I'm talking about. Finally, I The pile of rocks, like, man. The fucking no, pile of rocks. Look, <laughs> I was like, what are we in third grade? No, like if she wants to go see somebody else, then we'll talk about that. If I want to go see somebody else, we'll talk about that. But for now, we're enjoying each other's company. And then, you know, one day it'll just be, it'll be apparent that we're both dating. And maybe we'll talk about that. But fucking, why put, like, I'm not, and they were like, oh, you're just trying to be a player. You're just trying to be a player. I was like, no, I'm not talking to anybody. I'm spending all of my time with her. Like, I'm going to open mics, you know, every night. But if we're talking, it's it's pretty obvious. Do do you feel, do you feel the pressure from her though? Um... Because you 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 don't in the, the beginning yeah kind of in the beginning but then one, once we talked about it she kind of thought I was you know she thought I was being like a I don't know like a player like I'm, I'm like hey you know we're not exclusive so I'm gonna be talking to other girls and stuff and I'm like no I'm not talking to anybody else look I'm talking to you I'm super interested in you I love hanging out with you you know I think we we vibe really well and um and so um you know let's just keep doing it you know and if I'll let you know if like I don't. I'm not a, I'm not, I can't look, women are fucking hard enough to handle one at a time, bro. I'm not trying to, 
I, there's no part of me. Like if I'm, if I'm done talking to you, I'll fucking, I'll tell you and then I'll go find another one. Like the, there's plenty of them out there. If I want to go find another one, I'll go find another one, you know, but I can't, I'm not, I'm not doing this like multiple girls at once. It blows my mind when dudes are like, oh, I'm like talking to three girls. I was like, how do you have the mental capacity? They don't, they trick themselves bro. into thinking that. <laughs> Man, dude, like, it, like in, in, if you're just trying to fuck or whatever, you want to have like one night stands. If that's who you want to be, like, that, go do your thing, man. Like, I'm fucking good on you. But, you know, like, I, I, I kind of like having somebody to hang out with, you know? Like, it's yeah, somebody to course. talk to and all that it, stuff, it gets you know? It gets lonely, especially these days with the COVID oh, and all yeah, that man. stuff. So I, 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 I get it. I, I'm sure there was a spike in Bumble signups and Tinder oh, signups. Sure, and, I mean, I, sure. I fell into it. So, and then yeah. I feel horrible about it. I, I'm gonna so, delete it. I'm gonna delete it. I'm done. So I actually I had it from probably a year and a half ago. Like I, I downloaded it on the deal, and so when my phone updated, when the guy got my phone, it brought back all of my apps. Right? Uh-huh. We just he was like, "What apps do you want on there?" I was like, "Just put all of them back on there." We put all of the ones that I've downloaded in the last like since the last time I I had it backed up. Right? Right. Which was maybe a year and a half ago, and I had downloaded Bumble at that time. Right. And because I was using it, you know, I was at yeah. mics and stuff. And so I just sit at mics and um, honestly, right, I got, right, like, right, 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 right. I don't oh, care. Right, sure, right, 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 no. right. I'm trying to get weird dates, bro. I'm trying to get comedy material. I got some, oh, good, really? ones. I got some good ones out of it, dude. Crazy. I'm sure like, you I had one girl that when she went to a, she was we were on a date and she was like, oh, I, you know, I, I told her, I was like, hey, it's, you know, it's going pretty good. So uh, do you want to go on a date? You know, like maybe let's go, let's hang out Saturday. And she was like, well, I got surgery. And I was like, oh, shoot. Like, what's going on? She's like, I'm getting a breast reduction. Don't do it. No, I, was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, okay. I was like, that's kind of a bummer. Like, just kind of bummed me out. All right. Well, fucking, okay, cool. And then it was weird the rest of the night. And then, um, uh, cause I didn't know how to handle that, you know? Like, uh-huh. why tell me that? Why the fuck are you telling me that? Just tell me you got something. You tell me you got to go see your mom for a week. I don't know. Like, fucking, what are you doing? And He's so, trying to make a connection, man. Oh, man. Fucking on the first date. What are you doing? And so she said, uh, uh, as we went to leave, she gave me her number, right? Cause you know, Bumble, you don't have the number you're messaging yeah, yeah. through the app. And so she gave me her number. And so she was like, uh, and I was heading to a mic, by the way, but like right, like right after this. Right. Uh-huh. And so uh, I'm heading to the mic and she, she'd handed me her number. And, uh, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna keep it just in case. Hey, I just said, Hey, this is Dean. And uh, I was like, Hey, you know, um, and she was like, what are you doing tonight? And I was like, well, I'm going to this mic and then probably head home. I got an early morning in the morning. And she's like, well, if you want to stop by on the way home, I was like, did she just invite me to her? Stop by? Yeah. She wanted me to like stop by for a hookup, you know? And I was like, you're, I was like, I'm the last guy that's ever going to see your boobs. Like, that's your boob funeral. I don't want to go to your boob funeral. Sounds, <laughs> I was like, fuck that, dude. That's you, didn't weird, wanna, like, so you didn't want to, you don't want that responsibility. The last guy that ever, no, yeah. No, mm-mm, I mm-mm. remember I was the, dude, that, that's the a last flag. Guy. I should have just done it. I should have just done it. The, yes. The fucking Any more twice, take a picture. Like, remember weird. what, see what you did. <laughs> Look at what you did. The click. We'll see if you if you like that decision. No, she had she had very big cams. She needed to get she needed to get those things. All right, she had back problems. I'm like, sure there were big back problems. So yeah, big back problems. That's why she was getting it done. But um, so anyway, so uh, the the deal downloaded again, right? So uh-huh. the Bumble redownloaded on my phone, and I didn't see it, right? Genuinely didn't see it. And so the girl that I'm talking to now, we were hanging out and you know hanging out in bed, and uh, we were like, I was like scrolling. Uh, I was gonna show her Snapchat, and then she stopped and she was like, "Is that Bumble?" And I was like, "What?" And she was like, oh, don't play games. You got Bumble on your phone. And I was like, no, I don't. Clicked on it. I was like, I didn't even see that that re-downloaded. And I was like, being genuine, like, look, there's no messages or anything. And clearly I haven't been on here in a 
ear. And uh, she wasn't as mad. This is the funny part. She wasn't as mad that I uh, that I had Bumble downloaded, mm-hmm. but that I needed Bumble. Like that was the part. She was like, "What do you have Bumble on there for? Like you need that to talk to girls." And I was like, "Listen, not all like she's smoking hot, right? Smoking hot." And so I was like, "Not everybody, you know, just has guys buy them beers at the dude. bar every single night, dude. <laughs> like some some of us have to meet people in different ways, you know." I'm not going to church a, every day. So. Uh, I, actually, I, I was at, I was at dinner with, with some friends on Tuesday for my birthday. Woo-hoo. Mm. Happy belated, bro! Thank you, <laughs> thank you. I'm an old fuck, but you can't tell because I'm black. Um, so I'm at dinner. I and I, huh? How old do you think I am? I'm 31, something like that. Okay, 27, but I'll take it. How old do you think I am, face, bro? <laughs> I'd say 35. All right, just turned 39, so I'll take it too. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I haven't changed. It's not the same. I, I yeah. said I was way older. <laughs> <laughs> You're young. I, I, to me, <laughs> to me, like 31 and under look all and the under. same to me. At this Is that point. the year that you started? Yeah, like anybody from like 21 to 31. You're 31. Yeah, I mean my my You're bumble. My bumble uh, bracket is starts at 34. Anybody under that is like I got nothing. Really? Talk about I do yeah. mine. I do mine at 20. Uh, I, I change mine every year. My 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 oldest sister is 20 um uh is 22 now uh-huh. and so every year next year she'll turn 23 i'll raise the bracket up to 23 right but so, i can't date anybody younger than her yeah me like, too my youngest brother yeah. is it will be 32 this year yeah and i'm like i can't get date some i can't be with somebody younger than him but yeah. we have a lot in common because he's my brother but i'm like i'm like i'm gonna push it to 34 but i, I i've talked to 29 year olds like in person not on on the apps and i'm like i got yeah. nothing I, I even feel weirded out when i go to concerts or i go to festivals <sighs> surrounded by i'm like i can't i can't i feel I that nothing. i feel that with like 21 21 year old women like it's i talked to same thing. it just it just shifts it just shifts and i i got nothing okay like those those yeah. girls at the table last night like there's a physical attraction here there's a there's sure a sure they look gorgeous attraction. don't get me wrong oh, but yeah i that table of girls at wanderlust last night they look young. And I said, yeah, I'm using DMX as a reference. I'm not sure you know who DMX is. And they're like, oh, we know DMX. And then they're like, we're not yeah. that young. And then this, this started rapping. And I'm like, yeah, because yeah, I was afraid that it was going to be, yeah, y'all yeah, don't know the Rough Riders anthem. I don't have what any is that? Oh, Cardi man, B. Come on, dude. I don't have uh, any Cardi B songs or, or fucking Lil Uzi or whoever the fuck <laughs> is rapping these days. I don't even know. Um, Lil Nas X. But yeah. here's here's the thing about the whole. So I was at dinner with my friends, and one of my uh, one of my one of my friends like, yeah, I've been on Bumble, guy. I'm like, I've been on Bumble for like a year or so, and he has whatever. There's a lifetime uh, subscription or something. Bumble is either Bumble or Hinge, one of the two. There's like a lifetime subscription. He got that. Oh lifetime. wow! And and he's been on it for That's a year. A ballsy move, bro. A yeah. lifetime. You want a yeah. lifetime of it. You're supposed yep. to get that app, meet somebody, and get the fuck off of it. No, I've never because, paid. I've so, never paid for anything on those apps. I didn't so, know. So oh no, they get you. They get you. Let me, I'll break it down oh, for yeah. you. So yeah. he he's like, look, I've been swiping right for over a year now. I've gone on dates, and then my friend, my, my girl space friend, who's sitting at the table, was like, oh yeah, you know, I, I was on I was on Bumble for like a month or so. I went on four day four or five dates. And she goes, he goes, exactly. I, it's a numbers game. I had to swipe hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of bitches just to get one date. And you got on for a month and you got five of them. It's really, it's really for you guys. Cause it's hard for us. It's, oh yeah. <laughs> he went off. It was hilarious. 
That's, it's that's true. the best, man. And and all yeah. the all the all the, they don't yeah. realize how difficult dating is. Like they think that it's like just oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, you meet four or five people a month, and you can pick one of those and date. Yeah, them. you throw a rock at this point. Oh, it's it's really what swing a dead cat, man. Swing a dead cat, and you'll hit somebody. Yeah, for them, it's and especially for like and especially for hot women. Oh yeah, like they got a big butt, you know, pretty face or whatever. Like I'm, that's I'm, I'm going to sound super misogynistic now, but it's not hard for them to. Find. I'm sure they're getting they're getting dick thrown at them. Dude, like I had I found out oranges in uh, or, <laughs> is that what is it? What is the it's it's in it's in uh, um I think that's in Italy where they have the orange festival. I don't know. That have one. you seen that? I know the tomato oh, one dude, when they throw tomatoes all over the place. No, that's in Spain. 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 Yeah. There's one in there's one that they do oranges and they're just fucking murking people. They just got carts of oranges. And they're just like, maybe from like, I was going to say from me to you, but like maybe like five, six feet away, they're just fucking pelting each other with oranges, man. It's one of my favorite. Like I watch that. I go on there on YouTube and I'll, I'll search it. Uh-huh. And like it pops up on my YouTube feed. That's how much I watch it. And it'll just pop up and I'm like, nah, I'll, I'll watch people get beat up by oranges for a little while. You know? Like, What's the fun in that? It's happy. I don't, it's, it's hilarious. To whatever, for whatever reason to me, people getting pelted in the face by oranges is fucking hilarious. I got it. I got it. Nobody's getting more. hurt. Nobody's getting Nobody hurt. Nobody's getting hurt. It's fucking orange. Orange is not soft. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Mandarin. It's not Mandarin. It's fucking full on big ass oranges through your face. People are getting hurt. I like people getting hurt, man. It's funny. People falling down, like kids falling on bikes. Fucking hilarious, man. <laughs> you know what? My, my favorite internet video of all time mm. is last, it's last three statement. Last three seconds. Last it's, three seconds. It's three seconds long. And there's this guy, man, if I, if I can find it really quickly, it's this guy who, who's standing on the front yard and this other dude comes behind him and knocks him with a shovel on the head. <laughs> And it's only three seconds long, and the sound the dude makes, it, it, it's the girl just. One? There was one that was going around about a girl, and they were they were fighting. They were yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of like that. that girl just fucking boom. It's like oh, there's gonna be brain damage. Like that's amazing. Yeah, I don't know why it brings me happiness, but it does bring me happiness. You know, violence. Choose violence, man. Everybody's <laughs> always like, don't choose violence. Choose violence. Come on, you're, you're, you're getting your redneck. You're off. human. Yeah, you're you're getting, I'm getting a little bit. Right yeah. I've been drinking too much whiskey. Damn it. I, no, I wish I could, I wish I could find Friday. it. What's that? It's noon on a Friday and I'm going two glasses of whiskey deep. <laughs> I usually am. But yeah, I get a little violent when I get the whiskey in me. God damn it. I want, now I want to find it. I want to find it. Yeah, I, now I, it's going to be. Oh, here it is. Seven seconds. Sorry. Just, just listen. Listen to the the sound the dude makes. Okay. Just... <laughs> oh, you can. Oh, yeah, I can see it right there. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but this gets me every time. Like, I'll play it again. Oh, I don't give a fuck. No. no One more, time, one more time, one more time, one more time for the road. One time for the road. Dude, and, and seriously, it's, it's fucking, I, every time. Oh, fucking oh, crying. Dude, that is fucking the best, bro. Listen, here's, a, here's, a, what is it? I think, I can't remember. I think it was Patrice O'Neill or Ralphie May, one of the two, mm-hmm. said that uh, it is, it is rare that you will write a joke as funny as that. 
That's, like, that's like, even though it's a joke, even I mean, with 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 comedy, we can write and write and write and write. Mm-hmm. And even the best joke that you'll ever write or the best joke that I'll ever write will never be as funny as that, right? <laughs> because with our jokes, like it, you might get people a big laugh the first time, but there's right. no way we can tell it a thousand times and still get the same laugh. I can watch that video a thousand times, probably in a row, and still laugh just as hard as I did the first time <laughs> as the last time. It's comedy gold, bro. People getting hurt or people like that dude probably lost some memories right there. Like that dude's a part of that dude's childhood exited with those noise. That was that noise was that dude's childhood leaving his body. Like, dude, that dude's going to be a different person when he wakes up. Like it's, 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 it's like doing and, mushrooms, bro. You know, the, like, you're the, not. The beauty of it is that you don't need to know what happened before or what happens after. <laughs> it just stands alone as the, as the joke. Like there's, I don't care totally who those guys are. Or he was an innocent bystander. Exactly. I don't I'm care why he way. got knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> he did get knocked out. He did get knocked out. You don't make that kind of sound. That you don't even see him fall in the video. Bro. You don't see him hit the ground in the video. <laughs> you know, you know, you know he cold. did, but you, you don't see it in the video. It's like, that's all you I need know to hear. Hold out. Oh my God. This is awesome. <laughs> that was fucking fantastic, dude. I love it. I love it. All right. We're getting at one thirty. This is Okay, man. man. Dude, no, you I, had some stuff. I, I had some stuff. We, what did we not cover? Uh, oh, I want to tell you. So y'all were talking about mushrooms on the last podcast. I got to tell you about mushrooms so we'll, real quick. We'll, we'll do that uh, on the, the bonus one. Oh, actually, oh, no, fuck it, it. Fuck it. No, fuck it. Let's go. Let's go. I have another okay, thing cool. I want to do. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, we can cut it all out. I mean, you can cut, oh, no, go yeah, ahead, go ahead. cut whatever you want. So um, uh, very recently, uh, a friend of mine, a comic friend of mine, he's from uh, New York, right? Mm-hmm. They came down for a couple of weeks and he was going to Big Bend and that's where I was born, right? I was born at Big Bend National Hospital in Alpine, Texas. So it's in West Texas. And uh, the beautiful part about Big Bend is it's got a uh, beautiful mountain ranges, right? It's called the Fort Davis Mountains. And so it, it borders Mexico. So we share a mountain range with Mexico, right? And mm-hmm. so it's, it's one of my favorite places in the world is Big Bend, right? And so he was heading there and he was like, we're just talking, having a casual conversation at a mic. And, um, He's like, yeah, I'm going on a camping trip. I was like, awesome. Where are you camping? He was like, Big Ben. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, do you have mushrooms? And he was like, no, but I've been trying to find some. And I'm like, dude, I got to get you some mushrooms. And I used the line. It's from Willie Nelson. It's one of my favorite lines. Mm-hmm. Is uh, He said, you can't go to God's country without a telephone. You can't go to God's country without a telephone. Yeah. So you can't go to God's country without a telephone. So so basically the mushrooms are the telephone. Oh, you know? got it, got it, got it. Like you're gonna go, you're gonna go speak, you're gonna go, you're gonna go talk to God. Like you're going to God's country, you're going to where God is. Like it's one of the most beautiful places on the earth. Mm-hmm. And you can't go unless you have a telephone. So you need to take some mushrooms. So I got him some mushrooms and uh man, dude, called up another comic friend of ours, a guy that sells them, and uh, I was like, Hey man, I don't know what you're doing, but I need some mushrooms tonight. And so I got him some mushrooms and he went, he was like, dude, it was the most exhilarating, like up in the mountain air of mm-hmm. West Texas and just all the beautiful sights, all the animals. And, you know, he said it felt like I was back in the 1800s, you know, where like there was nobody, cause there's nobody out there, you know, mm-hmm. you almost feel like it, it, it's still how Texas was when Texas, you know, Wild. when, when, when the plates crashed and, and the mountains came out of the ground, like it feels like it's, and there hasn't been a person there since like there's places that you can go where you go a hundred miles. Uh-huh. And you'll never see a structure. You won't see, you know, you might see a plane fly overhead. But besides that, you see some cows and some uh, odd dad, which is a, a, a mountain goat or some deer, some mule deer, some elk, 
but besides that, there's no humans out there. Like it's very, very, very low population. Did you do anything while while you were high on mushroom, or did you just like take it all in? Well, he I, I don't know. He said he said they just had like a religious experience. Like he could just like feel Nate. He's like I've never been anywhere where it's like you know like, like this is nature, bro. You know, like this is. Wow. Just having a connection with it. It was just walking around, talking, and and I, I don't really. We need to have like a. I think I'm going to go on his podcast, or I'm going to bring him online. We're going to have like a lengthy talk about it. You know, find out what happened. Uh, but yeah, um, I'd love to know. Love so to know. you a mushroom guy? I, I've done I've done mushroom twice. Uh, okay. The very first time was I was you know there's an amphitheater in New Braunfels. Um, we, we were going to see Ghost Land Observatory. Okay. So, and we floated the river. We oh, floated, dude. Floating the river. And floating the river is yeah. one of the best experiences. So, get, get this. We take the mushroom. And here's the thing about me when I do, when I do this kind of stuff is that Psychedelics. I, I'm, I'm so caught up in, in, in the effect that I'm like, it's kind of like I, I'm, I'm preventing it from, from letting me, from letting it hit, hit me. Okay. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm thinking so much like, oh, when's it, when's it going to kick in? Back. When's it going to kick in? Exactly. There's so much oh, anticipation yeah. that yeah. It, 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 it either it takes a while to, to get to me or I just don't feel it at all and end up taking yeah. it. So we, we took <laughs> – That's a dangerous – that's a dangerous <laughs> teeter-totter, brother. Check, check this out. So we uh, flood the river. I take the mushroom and flood the river. That was fine. I didn't feel shit. We go to the show, and it's one of those like – Big amphitheater with a river in the back. Ghost land is on lights and everything. And then this this girl comes up to me and she has the the gloves with the lights on them. White and, woman, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, with like ponytail <laughs> and then like fluorescent outfit and everything. She's glowing. Like, She's freaking fingers. you out. Yeah, yeah. Out. And and, yeah. I, and I tell my girlfriend at the time, I'm like, she's like, back. You're high as fuck right now. I'm like, no, I'm not. And I'll prove it to you. I will follow her hand movements with my head. And she goes, <laughs> so she comes up to me. The confidence behind thinking you can do that sober. Exactly. Exactly. And, and so she, and then she goes in front of me and then she just puts her hands. She starts doing all these finger things and like twirling oh, her man. lights and all. That. And, and, and I'm just like following with my head, like a fucking maniac, like a lunatic, just, just following it, and like my girlfriend is dying everything. laughing. She's dying laughing, uh, yeah. and she goes, uh, and she goes back. You're, you're you're high, and then, and then the girl stops, and I go, see, I told you I could follow her, her head. I can follow her fingers it. with 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 my head, and she goes, yeah, you look like a mental patient. Anybody is looking at you right now. <laughs> you look like a fucking retarded kid that can't understand shit. Just following <laughs> this girl's. Lights on her gloves. It's a nine-month-old baby. Can't keep yes. it up. And, and, and I said, no, I'm totally fine. She goes, no, no, no. You would, you would have never done this sober. Like, oh, all right, yeah. maybe you have a point. Yeah, but I didn't follow <laughs> her hands. I, did follow. I was so I said, proud of I myself. Did. I didn't say it was going to do anything, but I did say I was going to follow her hands. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. That's great. That's I, um, mushroom trip. Yes, dude. I, uh, so I've done, I did a lot of mushrooms in high school. And then uh, since I worked for, on building tower lines for, you know, nine years. And so I didn't, I didn't do a single, you know, I can't, you can't do drugs while you're doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I didn't do it. I quit drugs completely, never did a single drug. And then uh, when I got out, I started doing them again. And mushrooms are my favorite, man. Like, I don't, I don't I'm not into, you know, I, I joke about cocaine on stage, but I'm not really, 
I'm not really crazy into that culture. I don't really like it. Um, and I see how it like ruins comics. If you look at any of the good, the really good comics, mm-hmm. a lot of them did it, but a lot of them got to the point where they were like, it's horrible for you. So I was like, why just, why not just skip that whole process? You know, I mean, fans find out about it and those cocaine jokes I do are fucking ruined, but really, <laughs> the, the behind it, I'm not crazy about it. I smoke a little weed every once in a while. Um, my mom watches this. She'll probably be upset, but sorry, mom. Oh, we'll um, and uh, and so, um, but I think one of my favorites is uh, one of my favorites is mushrooms, man. If you just need a good reset, like anytime my depression is just getting a little too high, I'll take uh-huh. I'll take some mushrooms, and I just have like I, I don't get like a very good visual experience. Mm-hmm. Mine is I just do breathing exercises while I'm waiting for it to kick in. Like I'll just do breathing and breathing. And it, and it breathing. works faster for you. Like oh yeah. Oh, because you you're just letting go. You're just hey, whatever happens, happens, and you just go on this like. I'm not like a vision quest, but like a, like you really get into your mind and just like, let's, let's find out what happens, man. Let's take the key, unlock this door and fucking throw that key away, man. Let's figure out what's behind this thing, you know? Oh, and I right. think it's, it's one of the most, like anybody that's depressed, anybody that I talk to is like, man, you know, I'm dealing with depression right now. I'm like, take four grams of mushrooms. If I can go outside, find you, a, I'll get you a blanket, you know, sit mm-hmm. you down on a blanket, sit cross it, cross leg, you cross your legs up. And then just do some breathing exercises and find out why you're depressed. Nine right. times out of ten, you're going to come out on the other side feeling like a much happier person. All right, you're on. We're going yeah. to do, do that one of these days. Come on, man. I got. I, I, <laughs> we find the mushrooms. We'll go out. I'll fucking. I'll show you how to do breathing exercises. It's fucking. It's spiritual. All right, it's in, spiritual. in a secure environment. I'm a dad. I can't be oh, yeah. doing all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not. A, don't go. Don't go do mushrooms with Marty Clark. That's a different kind of mushroom. I, I mean, oh, okay. Thanks for the warning. Yeah. <laughs> He'll take you down 6th Street and show you some lights. He'll do this in front of you. Yeah. Oh. Some, animal, some, somebody else, the second time I did mushrooms, somebody else did that for me. And it was a dude and he didn't have a shirt on. I was sitting on the couch at a party. And I'm like, what is it with people with the gloves and the lights in the face? Like, fucking get out of my face. Anyway, that's the thing about like, like psychedelics, like that people love like the visual experience, you know? If you want a visual experience, buy you a 72 inch TV and turn on some crazy shit, you know? Right. Like, I get it. If you're doing mushrooms, it's psychedelic. Like, it's, you gotta go on it, learn something from it, you know? Like, like, look, man, do do something with it, you know? There's a lot of drugs like Molly. Like, if you want a visual experience, go do some Molly, man. Go do it. Go do, go be a teenage white girl. Go have fun, you know? But mushrooms, man, if you're not doing mushrooms for like the, the realization or the mind reset, like it's, they're, they're a good, it's a medicine, man. I'm, I'm, I'm a full, I'm a, I'm a believer in mushrooms, man. I would tell you this one, one last. Sound like a dirty hippie, but yeah. No, no, no. Look, you're, you're... <laughs> so I, I went to, there's this festival called Art Outside. If you've never been, they don't do it anymore. So I, I guess uh, maybe they'll bring it back, but it's like a mini Burning yeah. Man in Austin. Are you, are you familiar? Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, it's actually, it's, it's I, way I, out on the ranch, like an hour and a half uh, east uh-huh. of Austin. I had a girlfriend and, uh, that uh, went there. Art Outside? Yeah, without me. Yeah, she was. Yeah, like, yeah. She, well, she was going to things. She was like taking Molly. Dude. I was like, I don't want to go because I was working at the time, and I was like, I for sure take some Molly and Man. get messed up, and I don't need to be in that life. I did. I did some the first night, and oh. I lost my I lost my girlfriend because there, there's no phone reception. So if you lose your friends, huh? you lose your friends. You're on your own all night. Yeah, you're on a journey, Jack. Dude, I was I was in this dome, this giant dome, with some of the best sound system I've ever heard in my life. Ugh. And I, I'm like, I'm just going to squeeze into the crowd and just enjoy myself. I squeeze into the crowd. I'm dead in the middle. And I'm just, close, my, close my eyes. 
And then I'm, I'm just feeling it. And I can feel everybody around me, like walking by me. And in my head, I'm, I'm jamming to the music. I'm big on like music, like uh, you feel music in your soul type shit. Like I'm yes, big on that, dude. right? And you, yeah. I'm just I got in an it. Album I'm, I'm, for you. Yeah, and I'm, I'm taking it in. I'm just like, yeah, this is the shit. In my mind, I'm jamming, but I'm not even moving. I'm not even yeah. doing anything. I'm just standing there, really. But in my mind, I'm like, but nothing. <laughs> and I, oh, you just stone cold. Silence, seriously. Yeah. And people walk by me. They didn't bump me or anything, but I felt, mm. I felt it all. Yeah. And I did that for like 15 minutes straight with my eyes closed in the middle of strangers as a black man. <laughs> and, I, and I opened my eyes and I kid you not, there was a monkey yeah. on the turntables. And here's why. Like a, like a, like a monkey. It took me 30 seconds to realize it, w- it was a puppet. Oh, okay. I, it w- in it your was, head, you're like. In my head, it's a fucking a, monkey. I'm like, there's a, a monkey. You're right there, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, was, it, was, it was two dudes. Uh, behind a black uh, black curtain, and then yeah. and with a monkey puppet, and they were spinning records. Oh, okay. But in yeah. my mind, I, when I opened my eyes for thirty seconds, I'm like, "Dude, there's a fucking monkey in there. <laughs> there's a monkey spinning and records." Was it like, was it one that looked like like really looked like a monkey? Yeah, he had a hat okay. on and everything, and a little like jacket. I'm like, get dressed it up and everything. It was seriously. I, I think the get a monkey is, DJ. Hold on, if I if I let me look up the, the name, I can show you what it looks like. Uh, yes. Oh fuck! It looked like a space monkey. It's the, okay. the 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 group is called the Fungineers. If I remember, yeah, there we go. See that? Okay, was that the thing that was on stage? Yep. <laughs> it was a monkey. It's purple. It's purple with a unicorn. <laughs> Monkey, that's how, that's there's how a monkey up there. There's a monkey up there. That's how fucked I can up I was. Like the people, oh yeah, man. That stuff, like, and I'm not crazy about those. Like, those, like, I, I've known some people that are like, man, you gotta try it. I'm like, damn, man, I'm a grown ass man. I don't have to do anything. But <laughs> I don't. It's just like I can see the draw and I can see the appeal to it. I've just never been in the situation that I'm like, ah, I can use this. You know, I need this. Yeah, like I, I get into music anyway. Like I was going to tell you, if you're, well, we'll save it for the for the the thing that yeah at the end. But yeah, sure. let's get into the the dope shit that you wanted to talk ah, about. So that's what I yeah, wanted to ahead. talk about. So I think everybody, uh, if there's one thing that I think everybody should listen to, is uh, Sturgill Simpson's uh, "A Sailor's Guide to Paradise." Um, is uh, is an album, and I think it is the best album you have to listen to it you can't shuffle it you have to listen to it from front to back but i think it is in my personal opinion mm-hmm. it is the the best album of of all time in my mind i think it is it's it, it he tells a story throughout the entire album uh it's got some of the best uh he's a beautiful musician got a great voice uh he's got a bunch of good records um a bunch of good albums but i think that one personally is my favorite and if you like mushrooms take you three grams of mushrooms and then put some headphones on and listen to that album. It is religious, bro. It's great. It's a country album. Yeah. He's got kind of like a jazz, uh, blues. Yes, that's, that's what I've known him for. That, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't say that I know his music well, but he, okay. he, it's, it's deeper than country. Yes, dude. Yeah. Him and Tyler Childers are one of my favorites right now. Um, and Tyler Childers still has the same kind of vibe as he does. Also, a great, everybody that's like, oh, fuck country music. I'm like, listen, bro. Listen to these three songs and tell me if that doesn't change your mind. Like, you don't 
Like you think you know country, but that's not. But this is this is country, man. This is this is what people when people are like, like, yeah, you listen to Florida Georgia line. Yeah, that's not country, man. That's uh, dudes in skinny jeans doing pop, you know, and <laughs> passing it for and saying they're doing country. Hey, it's not country music, man. Same thing happening in hip hop. So dudes in skinny oh, yeah, jeans for sure. Oh, for <laughs> doing sure, pop. bro. Little Nas X got the uh, rainbow. I don't fucking care. I don't. Um, get and then, mm-hmm. a book. There's a, so a book. There's a book that I just read that I think uh, uh, really encompasses uh, um, uh, art, and um, but it's called uh, the Magic Strings of Frankie Pesto. So it follows a guitar player throughout his life. So it's the uh, 50s, 60s, and 70s, um, and uh, and it takes it like he 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 opened up for Elvis. So it follows his life story, but it follows it from the perspective of music. So music is a living, breathing thing. And it gives out talent, right? Mm-hmm. It's like when you're born, it gives out, there are all these different abilities are like kind of, uh, there it is. Yeah. The magistrates of Frankie Pesto. And man, it's just like, I, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm big on reading. I love books. Um, but I think for a long time, I had like probably like five or six, when you ask me like, Hey, what's your favorite book? I'm like, well, it's hard to classify that. Mm-hmm. You know, these are, these are my five favorite books, you know? And, uh, but this one, I think it is, it has made it to my number one. It is, it's a be- you can get it on audiobook is also, uh, and I, I don't like a whole lot of audiobooks. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, every once in a while, every time Matthew McConaughey drops a audiobook, I'll fucking listen to that every time. But other than that, I don't like audiobooks. Like I like reading it, you know? And, um, so it's a great read. It's a great listen. Like mm-hmm. I think everybody should, uh, when you ask me, like, what is one dope thing you should plug? I was like, man, I think a lot of people, should uh, listen to the Sturgill Simpson album, uh, Sailor's Guide to Paradise, and um, uh, nice. um, Magic Strings of Frankie Pesto. Dope, man. Dope shit. Yeah. By the way, we had all the links and everything uh, in, in the show. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, we always do. Oh, man, that's awesome. I mean, I, I, I think that it's important for people to, uh, I mean, we're living in a sharing world now. Everybody wants to share everything, but I think that being able to share, hey, this is what I think is dope and people should know about. I don't care what it is, a show, uh, a show, a TV, an album, a YouTube channel, a website. I don't care. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. that's how, you know, social media is supposed to work, but we don't use it. For sure. Uh, yeah. My dope shit is, it's not that dope. It's the, <laughs> I watched Coming to America, the second one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, like it. I haven't watched it yet. I'm, dude, I'm, kinda, I, I'm very... I, apprehensive on it because i'm a big fan of the of you know of course of the first one but you and can't i'm like i don't want them to ruin it you know uh, so i went in with okay not i was like i'm not going to compare it to the first one because there's no way they can yeah, recreate that as, as much as they they brought back a lot of the old cast which is great they can't recreate that magic so no. i'm always kind of skeptical when it comes to remakes and sequels and everything um i got high when i watched it and okay. it was horrible but funny horrible <laughs> and i know i shouldn't say this because yeah, it. but it, it, i know i shouldn't say this because there's a lot of black people trashing the movie saying yeah. how bad it was and i shouldn't say this about like a you know a black production movie with a lot of black actors and, and all that stuff i know i shouldn't say that real. Nah, nah, but I, I'm, nah. I'm trying i'm trying to look at it as as a piece of work yeah. i look at it as a piece of work i don't care who does it um, you shouldn't. That takes away from its class. That takes away exactly, from its, exactly from the art of it. If you just like, no, I think it's like it'd be like me. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Man, be be real with it. I appreciate that about you. But man, like people are like, oh no, you got to support it because of this. No, like no, give them the support, be good or bad. Don't, 
yeah. Yeah. If it's bad, it's bad, man. It's just and it's my opinion. That's the way that it is. Yeah. Exactly. And so and it's cool to have that. It makes us human. You know. I washed so it. Taking that away. I washed it, and and I don't like when when uh, movies um, try try so hard, and I, that's what it felt like. It felt like a parody of a coming to America movie. And it it was like, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some funny moments here and there, but uh, it it's it didn't feel real to me. It didn't it, it didn't yeah. feel. I mean, watch it. Well, it it's already breaking records because the curiosity, nostalgia. I get that. So yeah. go watch it anyway. But just be ready. Try to have. Try to not have an expectation. Don't compare it to the first one. It will never amount to it. It will not, never going to happen. And I hope they don't do a third one. That's my only thing. Like it's an impossible time. Coming to America I, I three. Have, I have high hopes for it. Um just I was watch like, it. no why even try it? Why even try it? Look, yeah, no, that's a part that's where, the one of the reasons I didn't watch Kevin Hart's last special. I fell um, asleep, dude. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> I, I didn't watch asleep. it at all. Like whenever I hear somebody comes out with something, which by the way, another dope shit is uh if anybody has never watched Patrice O'Neill's Elephant in the Room. My favorite comedy special of all time. All time. He's my third Sorry. favorite comedian. He's my first favorite comedian. Look. This cool. that, Look what I bought. Hold on. Oh man, what does he got? Oh, there it is. Look at that, dude. So, who did you did you paint that? Hold on. Oh, I put my headphones back on. This did you, is. Did you paint that? No, no, no. Uh, Chris Rogers is a local uh, artist, and he does okay. live painting at shows. And I was at the uh, uh, the big ass comedy jam at Vulcan last Sunday. Okay, and yeah. he was painting a Patrice O'Neill portrait, and I'm like, I'm buying this. You yeah, know, I want to support. You, Shout out to Chris Rogers, man. This is this is though that Patrice yeah. O'Neill is, is my goat. I had to, I had people throwing the word goat left and right, but to me, he's the best. So there's no way, there's no way. Like I, my, I mean, my personal, like I have my. It's weird, like when people ask me, they're like, "Hey, who's your top three? And I'm like, "Oh yeah, you know, it's uh, Rodney Carrington, um, uh, Dave Chappelle, Patrice O'Neill." Right, those are my mm-hmm. top three, mm-hmm. and and they're like, okay, well, what's your uh, what's your favorite comedy album? And you would think it, it would be, be either Rodney Carrington or Dave Chappelle, but it's Patrice O'Neill. Elephant in the Room, even though he's my third favorite comedian, mm-hmm. the fucking Elephant in the Room is, well, in my opinion, it blows everybody out of the water. Like, there's yep. nothing, there's not even one that comes close. <laughs> it's like it's like Elephant in the Room, and then like fucking there's just a bunch of empty dead space, and then you know. Uh, Dave Chappelle's Sticks and Stones, maybe um, uh, Laugh You Bastards by Rodney Carrington. That's his personal favorite. Uh-huh. And then, like from there, I, I can I, a couple of Bill Burr's I know, um, but uh, and then maybe like a Joe Rogan one in there because I, I don't give a fuck. I love Joe Rogan. Um, and uh, but, but I mean, past that, man, it's it's. I mean, it's Elephant in the Room is. If you're looking for artistry, man, he is just it's flawless. It, it's fucking. Flawless. He did that one take, not like one. Like he did. I think he did three shows. If you watch, what I hate about, I don't know if you look at comedy this way, but uh, one of the things I notice about comedy shows is when I'm watching like Bill Burr's, if you watch, I think um, uh, We're All the Same or uh, I can't remember what that album, it's, his, it's the one in 2012. And uh, if you watch it, in the front row, there's a, uh, two white uh, women mm-hmm. uh, and an Asian lady and a black guy, right? And so like it pans over and it looks into the audience, so you can see them and then it'll go back. And then it, and then like maybe five minutes later, it 
like goes back and there's different people sitting there and it's just yeah. like maybe it's, uh, all, all black guys or all white guys. So they, they take like the best from four different shows mm-hmm. and it's like, there's something about that that like I appreciated about Patrice. He took a fucking one take. He did the entire, he never, he didn't cut anything. There wasn't anything. He was the same. He, he talked to the same white lady the whole time. He talked to that. He talked to that, the black lady up in the front. Yeah. He talked to like the brother that was sitting there. The brother with the white just, girl. This is top yeah, shelf. White, top shelf white, girl. white girl, man. He just, mm, and he just, the way he looks at it, he's like, oh, all right. Anyway, and he comes back and he's like, or he talks to, uh, to the to the black gal, and he's like, uh, he's like, uh, how long do you think that they would look for you? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> not long. Come on, for her, her? Oh, she's she's like headlines. You know, she's Dateline uh, twenty four hours. You, you might make it on the local news, maybe. But they're not looking for you. You know? Why can't I harass you? <laughs> At the Dude, job, the boat, at the workplace, <laughs> like happy harassment day. Hey, can I? Uh, nice, did to meet Jeff there. Uh, <laughs> fucking look, I like the I like, I like the titty meat. What I don't know what you call that. Like he's like talking to the like interacting, yeah. and then his analogy about the fish on the boat. Dude, are you gonna oh, be? Why do you still have a boat? <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna? Why do you still have a boat? So. So you can smell oh, fish man. on me, so you know I can I have the ability to catch <laughs> fish, <laughs> so you can act right. <laughs> I can quote the whole thing, man. It's my oh, favorite. I know, dude. I've best. seen it probably a hundred times, man. And every single time I watch it, there's a few that I like. I make sure I don't. I only watch like a Rodney Carrington's uh, uh, special. I watch it once a year. Like I won't because you know. But Patrice O'Neill, like I think about what we're talking about right now. I'll probably go watch it tonight. You there know. You go. Like watch the documentary like if you haven't yet. Watch the documentary if you yes. haven't yet. Yes. It's, it's great. It's great. It's fucking great. Anyway, I, we got to wrap up. I got to plan the catch. Yeah, you know? dude. Yeah, man. Brother, go dude. get it, man. Dude, this uh, has been awesome, bro. This has been awesome. I really enjoyed being on here. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'm trying to get everybody on. The list is long, but I wanted to get, yeah. um, you know, the, the the people that I've met and that appreciate. And that appreciates me, too, because I'm, I'm new yeah. to this. I've only been doing yeah. it. I, I started in 2019 for like six months and then I start and then I went back in January of 2020 and that's around the time that I met you at the Roma room. So all yep. in all, maybe a little less than a year. So and I'm glad you reminded me of that. And I honestly, I, I apologize for not remembering. Nah, that place look, was just amazing. I'm, I'm, but look, when like I said, said, I was like, Oh, I totally brought me back. I was like, I forgot Bach was a part of that, man. Yep. The room was wild. It was short lived, short lived, but it was wild. We'll, 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 we'll make it back. We'll make it back. Yes, we'll make it back. With all the we'll momentum happening, I think I think we'll be fine. If we keep supporting each other, plugging each other, going on each other's podcast, uh, not being selfish, not being assholes, I think this could really yeah. be something great. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm glad to be part of it. And I'm happy that you're part of it as well. So where can people find you on Twitters and social medias and all that good stuff? I don't have a Twitter because I say too much crazy shit. Uh, I might get it back. I don't know. No, just, uh, so my uh, Instagram is uh, Dean, a, uh, uh, Dean, a Stanfield. Uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram at that. Um, and that's where I post all my shows is where I post content, you know, uh, comedy bits and stuff like that. That's the best place to follow me. And then, uh, also Facebook at Dean Allen Stanfield. Uh, you're looking for other content. I post all my podcasts up there. Um, and then, uh, uh, packing can with Dean Stanfield. I haven't done one since the pandemic stopped, but I got some good episodes saved up. Uh, I think I have, uh, I have, uh, 25 episodes out. Uh, I'm going to hopefully get it going here pretty soon. Um, Good, I, uh, I'm inviting myself. 
<laughs> Good. I'll have you on, man. I'll have you on. I'll put you on the list, man. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and uh, it's a it's a free. I do it in person, though. No, that's fine. That's fine. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I, I just don't. I'm not set up here to to really get people have it done. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I just love to, to be able. Uh, me too. To sit me too. I miss and, it. And just have a glass of whiskey and just talk, man. And to, like ignore the camera. I mean, the camera's there. We're mm-hmm. talking to that, but like we're talking to each other, man. You're like we do it, mics. You know, dude. I, I actually talked to Rob, and I want to. I used to do live podcasts at bars. Oh, nice. I used to do it. I used to interview people or just shoot the shit, play games with the audience. Uh, I've done it at like, I don't know, 10 different bars around Austin, if not more. Yeah. Um, and so I definitely want to bring that back and I want to do it with comics. So nice. Yeah. That, that's, that, that's I think happening. the Romo room is the great place to yep. go, man. Yep. yep. That's, that's where exactly. I did all my podcasts at. Exactly. Prior to that. All right. So, so uh, as always, right, follow, follow the feedback on uh, everywhere, really. Uh, it's my face on there now. It's not the logo anymore. So people know who the fuck I am. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, man. I'm back. God damn it. Uh, and yeah, so yeah, make sure you follow everything. Let's see. Um, go back to the archive. I've, I've had a lot of people on. Uh, very funny conversations with comics. So go back and check that out. Thank you for tuning in. Dean, thank you so much for being on. Brother, I really appreciate man. it. That was Heck dope. yeah, man. I'm sorry it was so long, but we had no, a blast, no. Look, man. look. I, if I, if like they didn't have this plane, we could cut. We could keep talking and then yeah. cut it in half and make two episodes out of it. <laughs> totally be down. Uh, hey, but this was great. Get through some people. Have me back on in a year. Oh yeah, trust me. Back on I'm gonna have a rotation. I'm gonna have a rotation. Good, trust good. me. I'll look forward right. to it. Thank All you right, so much. Hey, Start your next and, time. Uh, if you can, uh, if if you're looking for a good show to catch. We got Barrels and Amps on Thursdays in Georgetown. Yes. It's one of the best rooms in Texas right now. Uh, if you ask any of the comics, they'll tell you. Uh, any of the audience members, they'll tell you. Uh, if you're looking to see a good show, we got great shows going on every Thursday at seven thirty. Uh, come on down. So, cool. Thank you, sir. And gun hands. <laughs>